Thank you for joining me tonight and welcome to this webinar on overcoming anxiety. I have dealt with the anxiety, more than 90% of my clients um, come in with anxiety as a main issue or a side issue, along with other um, issues that are going on. So it's really a topic that needs attention. And the good news is that there's a lot of information and knowledge and, and practices available for us to overcome it very effectively. Just some housekeeping points. If you have any cell phones, you want to go ahead and mute the cell phones and see that you're sitting um, by yourself. Any people or pets that may disrupt you, so you want to have a little quiet place. And uh, see that you also have a pen and paper handy, as I will be directing you to. You have a paper and pen handy so you can jot down any questions during the talk and during the meditation that we're going to be doing. So you have that available for you that you can use. And um, yeah, so once again, welcome. And I'm going to talk, the format is going to be, I'm going to talk for about 35, 40 minutes, including the meditation. And then I'll open the webinar for us to chat. All right. So um, I'm going to start with that little story that we all have. And the story is that when, before we were born, we were in our mother's womb, where we were connected directly to the source, through the placenta, through the, um, the cord that attaches us to the mother's uh, source of life, source of food, source of pretty much everything. And when we came out of the womb and we took birth, all of us had a, you know, cry. And part of the cry was that, oh, my God, what happened? I had everything I ever needed, and I got separated from source. And being very egocentric, especially children, um, automatically assumed that it must be my fault. I must have done something to for me to be separated from my creator. <clears throat> so here the human journey started, but what also happened at that point that we had a very strong navel point. We were connected directly to the source of our life, source of our being, and we had a very uh, strong navel center. As you can see, when kids are, you know, little kids, they don't really care about um, when to cry or when to go to the bathroom or when to throw things. They just simply live in the moment and they forget the next moment. There's no um, judgment. There's no uh, feelings. They just kind of live as a, as, a, as a being that we are here to be. And as the kids get older, as we get older, we develop um, emotions. We begin to feel things and discern a little bit more, our emotional uh, being begins to develop. And after that, what happens is the mind develops and that's where the trouble begins. So from birth to adulthood, we develop our navel center, heart center, and the mind center. And the reason why that becomes troublesome is because we are actually were meant to integrate 
the mind, the heart, and the navel, but we forgot to do that, or no one told us to do that, so we got stuck in our head. So from anxiety to feeling balanced and at peace is really our journey from the head to the heart to the navel and also learning how to integrate these three great centers that we are equipped with. And so when we look at anxiety, it's a symptom, results from um, all sorts of different things, predominantly fear. Everybody has a unique uh, fear of something, but predominantly it's a fear of an anticipated future event that has yet to take place. There's fear of failing, fear of being found out. Uh, people who live alone or older, um, they, there's fear of death. There's a fear of death for all of us, fear of death and fear of dying alone, fear of getting, uh, having disease. And... Um, fear of not being enough, fear of not being successful, fear of our children not being successful, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can fill in the blanks. So at this point, uh, you may want to jot down what your anxiety is resulting from. And if it's resulting from fear, what the fear is all about for you. It's not, the fear is not the problem. The the problem becomes because we don't understand what to do with fear. No one wants to feel fearful, fearful. So what we do, we push it away. We rationalize it. We give it a name. We make sense of it somehow. We become okay with it somehow. We feel everybody's fearful and anxious. Uh, so it must be okay. But we actually don't do anything with fear. We push it away. What happens? We don't actually push it away. We push it down into the subconscious. So the subconscious then um, blindsides us with fears and grips us with anxiety, depression, and all sorts of other uh, nervous system type disorders, mental disorders. So anything that we have not utilized or uh, fully metabolized, such as fear, it becomes part of the subconscious and the subconscious, since it runs, operates most of our life, it shows up and we experience the anxiety and other um, issues when these things are not resolved. So when we look at fear, what is fear? And we can, you know, define fear is a feeling, fear is something I think about, fear is what can happen, fear is what's happening in the world. Um, here's another way to look at fear. What if we thought about fear as its absence of love? So just, you know, thinking it this way, and if we, what if love is the only emotion? And everything else we feel is actually absence of love. So just ponder upon that for a moment. And we don't want to be uh, feel fearful. So the point is to learn how to love our fear. So the fear goes away. Because fear is the other side of love. Just like darkness is the other side of light. 
So if I were to ask you, show me your fear or anxiety, I'm going to use anxiety and fear interchangeably um, just for sake of ease. If I were to show, ask you, where is your, um, can you show me your fear? Where is it? You can't touch it. You can't see it. You can experience it. So what fear is, is an energy. It's not physical, it's non-physical, it's energy. It's something we feel, it's something we experience. And the nature of energy is that it can neither be created nor, nor destroyed. It can only be transmuted or transformed. So keep that point handy, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more. So what happens when we push the fear away? We don't do anything with the energy. The energy of fear or anxiety continues to circulate. The more we resist it, it becomes even more powerful. And therefore, we end up with repetitive thought pattern. So anxiety is what the same old thoughts continue to come up, continue to come up, continue to circulate and circulate in our mind. And we feel trapped in our own minds. And so fear, so the, the point was that fear and uh, anxiety is energy. So what about this energy? Energy is everywhere. It's within us. It's outside of us in the external environment. We are very susceptible to energy. Um, for example, if you, we were to walk into a room full of people discussing, say, politics, an easy topic these days, and they're all concerned about the state of our country, the politics, and there's a lot of fear. Whether you knew something about politics or not, even if you didn't have an opinion, you will walk away with feeling fearful. So we caught on to someone else's energy. So when we are having the repetitive thoughts, they are no longer just our thoughts. They are thoughts that we pick up from the environment around us. We interact with our environment via our senses. We see things, we read information, we hear, we, um, we taste, we touch, we feel. So we are using our senses to interact with our environment. And Seemingly engaged, and before I say that, is the nature of the mind is, nature of our senses or the mind is to uh, continuously be looking for more information, continuously be looking for entertainment. So if we look back, say, even 20 years ago or 50 years ago, and compare that to today, the amount of data that we consume is enormous. It's, and hence it goes line in line with the rise of anxiety and fear and such um, mental disorders, mental illnesses. So seemingly engaged in whether it's social media, whether it's the news, whether it's making sure that we don't miss out on anything, whether it's, you know, getting all the information on the recipes or the health things or what else is going on in the world, um, 
we actually are overstimulated and overengaged. But what that also does is that we become disengaged from ourselves. The more we take in uh, the world stories and the world news, less space there is for us to figure out our own stories. So we are really externally driven and the external environment, the nature is such that you, if you continue to focus on the external, we are not, we can't help but take in a lot of stimulus, a lot of information, which affects our energy, which affects our thoughts, and therefore we continue to circulate that information in our head. For example, if you were to see on social media that, oh my God, you know, some, per some person is really depressed because the weather is really bad here in Michigan. And they get this um, depression every winter. They don't know what to do. They can't get up. And, you know, if you happen to read that, and if you happen to read something else about the politics, so you're reading a lot of information that is um, on the negative side, which is going to generate and make you feel, yeah, you know, the weather kind of sucks here. And yes, you know, and what about those politics? And what about this? So all of a sudden, you have taken on information from the external world, and this is what's directing your thought pattern. So when we are so over-engaged, there really isn't time to go to change the direction, to go inward, to see what's really going on with us, to see why we are anxious, to see why we are fearful, and hang out with that for a little bit to figure it out. And the more fearful we feel or more anxious we feel, there's a, a little impulsiveness that goes on. Um, we, you know, we read more. Perhaps we Google and try to find out how to, uh, what the cure for our anxiety is. Maybe we get up and, you know, eat something or we call somebody or we get busy in household chores. We get busy, busy, busy doing something uh, so we don't really have to feel, we're trying to get rid of the anxiety or the fear. What that does, it actually creates more of it because we continue to fill our mind with so much external information that it has no other place to go but then to continue to circle in our own mind. Just admitting another person in here. And um, so just to go back, to kind of summarize these points. So number one is we have three centers, our navel, heart center, and the mind center. We somewhere got stuck in the mind only. And the point is to integrate three centers so there's more resources available to us to understand how to navigate our life more skillfully and without, of course, anxiety. And to also understand that anxiety is a symptom coming from fear or other things. It's mostly really fear. It's fear of something and that something can vary from person to person. And really, even fear is a symptom. As I said, fear is absence of love. It's a disconnect from our truth because we are pure love. It's that disconnect that creates fear, that creates anxiety. So even fear is a symptom, but we're just working with that for this uh, time here. 
And anything else that we don't metabolize or we successfully deal with, it ends up in the subconscious. And then whatever is in the subconscious, it blindsides us with anxiety, with all kinds of things. And that's one of the reasons why we meditate regularly to clean up to uh, to clean up that subconscious garbage bin so it doesn't operate our lives. And the third thing to understand was that fear or anxiety is energy. The more we resist this energy, more power we give it. We cannot destroy the energy of anxiety or fear. We cannot create it. What we can do is to transform this anxiety into peace or love. And how do we get the energy? Because we're susceptible to energy, external energy, and we interact with that energy with the world through our senses. And our senses are over-engaged and over-stimulated. More we fill up our head with external stories, less space there is for us to uh, hang out with our own stories and figure out and understand our own making and understand how to use our mind or body um, to live the life we are here to live. So at this point, you can go ahead and put your pen and paper down, and I'm going to walk you through an exercise and a meditation. So go ahead and get comfortable. And take a moment to close your eyes. And just gently drop into your body. Allow your hips to become heavy into the chair. Allow your legs to relax. Allow your feet to relax. Lean into the chair with your back so your back relaxes. Relax the shoulders. Relax your facial muscles, your jaw, and your forehead. Just gently scan the body from your toes all the way to your fingertips. And just notice if you're holding tension any place. And see if you can ease into that tension or just relax that tension and let that tension go. Now bring your attention to your breath above the base of your upper lip below your nostrils, noticing your inhale and your exhale. On the inhale, you may feel a cooling influx of air through your nose. As you exhale, you may notice touch of warm, moist air on the base of your upper lip. Now see if you can hear the sound of your breath. And notice the movement of the breath in your body, movement in your chest, your ribs, and perhaps your belly. Notice the rhythm of the breath, how each inhale is seamlessly joining the next exhale, and each exhale is seamlessly joining the next inhale. 
So when you tune into the sound, the movement, and the rhythm of the breath, you are breathing consciously. So go ahead and just be with your conscious breath. This will naturally slow down the heart rate. You'll naturally relax the body a little more. Now go ahead and gently, on the next inhale, you're going to direct the breath to your belly, expanding the belly outward. And then the belly is expanding outward and the breath is still rising up along the spine all the way through the top of your head. So you may get to the chest and you feel the breath is full. That's fine. Turn around, take a U-turn, empty the breath out. At the end of the exhalation, gently pull the navel in to exhale completely. Again, inhale, gently direct the breath to your belly. Continue to expand it like you are filling a balloon with air. And as you exhale, empty the breath. End of the exhalation, gently pull the navel in. And continue with that breath for another moment. Your next inhale, we're going to go ahead and count from one to five. So begin your next inhale. One, expand the belly. Two, continue to expand the belly. Three, lift the breath into the ribs. Four, your heart center or your chest. Five, empty the breath. Five, four, three, begin to pull the navel in. Two, and one. So do that again on your own. You can do a silent count, one to five as you inhale, and five to one as you exhale. And allow the breath to be now just your natural breath. And just take a note of the state of this breathing on your mind, the effect of the breath on the mind, on your body. Now you're going to gently drop the mind into the heart. What this means is you're just paying attention to the heart. So drop into your heart. And bring up the anxiety that you experience. Or bring up something that makes you feel anxious. So you're going to become fully aware of anxiety. 
or fear, whatever it may be that you brought up. Resistance may show up here as it's not fun to feel this. Don't resist the resistance. So allow this experience of anxiety expand inside of you. Feeling the anxiety as if the situation or um, whatever you think may happen is happening at this moment. So fill your body with anxiety. You're becoming completely aware of it, what it sounds like, what it feels like, what it tastes like, what it looks like. Allow it. Continue to allow yourself to feel this anxiety. Again, when the mind comes in, resistance and fear comes in more. Notice that. We don't want to intellectualize it or talk it away. We just want to simply experience what we experience. So you have allowed it, you are aware of it, and now accept it. Accepting just means that this is my experience. I am feeling anxiety, it is my experience. So it's never about where you got it from, who did what to you. It's really just about taking responsibility that this experience is mine. I feel anxiety. I take responsibility for it. It is mine. And now go ahead and see if you can open your heart to it. When you open your heart to your fear or anxiety, you are flowing love to that part of you which is fearful or anxious. So anxiety or fear is just the other side of love. It's part of it. So you're flowing love to that part of you, which is fearful, you're merging it in the one flow of love because it is part of love. And this is where you know, all kinds of stuff may come through your mind. There may be judgment, their anger may come up. It may be difficult to access the love or to understand what it feels like to open your heart. It just takes practice. And everything that's in the subconscious that is not resolved, it's possible that it can just come up and make you feel very uneasy. So just stay with it. We're not going to do it for much longer. So when you're opening your heart to it, you may develop some appreciation for your anxiety or for your fear because it has led to it has led you to this exercise here of expanding yourself in love 
when we expand ourselves to all parts of us that we don't like, we expand, we become whole. So wholeness is not about everything we like about life or about, or about ourselves. Wholeness is including all the darkness, all the fear, all the negativity. That is how we get rid of the fear and anxiety by showing it love. When anxiety shows up, fear shows up, it's ready to know love. Whose love? Your love. You open your heart to that part of you which is anxious or fearful. And it feels like appreciating anxiety is going a bit too far for you, don't worry. That's just notice that too, that's resistance. And Every time when you experience this, if you can apply the same technique, first coming to your breath, connecting with the navel center, dropping into the heart, becoming aware of what you're feeling, allowing yourself to feel what you're feeling, accepting what you're feeling, and opening your heart to it. If we continue to do this practice, then you become anchored in love. More we become anchored in love, less fearful we will be because more of our fear has become part of love. More of our fear has now experienced love. Remember I said earlier, fear is absence of love. So you can gently open your eyes here. And this is what we did in this meditation. We redirected the mind by giving it a focus. Focus on the breath in the body. When we, mind naturally seeks entertainment. So we can direct it in any direction we want. And when we direct the mind, and during the meditation, your eyes are closed. You are listening to the sound of my voice. You were feeling your breath. What we also did, we protected our senses. And it is something to protect because by default, um, like I mentioned earlier, we are overstimulated. The, the stimulus is all around us. We cannot avoid it. By default, we come one and we come in contact with stimulus all the time. So consciously and deliberately, we have to direct the senses to where we want them to go. So that's why we, we pay attention to what we read, when we read, what we hear, what we talk about and what we allow in our lives. So we redirected the mind by giving it a focus. We protected our senses. And we redirected the energy into the belly. And we paid attention to the breath and breathing into the belly. The, the energy descended down into the belly. So the navel center, which is a power source, we activated that. Okay? And when we dropped the mind into the heart, 
we integrated the mind into the heart. We are integrating the centers. We are not, nobody is running solo. Mind isn't running solo. Heart isn't running solo. We're integrating our being. And when we do this type of work, it creates an inner environment, which is clearer, stronger. And this inner environment is what acts as a filter to the outer environment. We, we decide what we take in. We decide what we read, what we hear. So when we continue this type of work, it changes the energy within and to the point where we are naturally gravitated towards those things in the external world that are for our highest good. Reason being because we begin to live life from the center of our being, from our core which is more closer to nature than our mind is. So there's just a lot more um, options available, a lot more resources. And a source of our center, it knows life actually happens effortlessly if we allow it to happen effortlessly and if we get out of the way. And also in doing that, we expanded the mind. When, we, when the mind is running solo, we are just repeating the same old thoughts over and over and over again. And we don't find a solution to our problems because we can't find the solutions from the place where the problems were generated. We can't solve the mind with the mind. So we expanded the mind by integrating it into the heart, which has more possibilities. And in so doing, we also emptied out the subconscious mind. As you were going through this exercise in your heart, a lot of stuff came to surface. That's how you get rid of it, by experiencing it, by allowing it to come to surface. So if we do this kind of practice and we start our day with something like this, by just simply breathing, simply acknowledging what we feel, dropping into the heart, and we and going through the, the technique, which is an A technique, is the, this is what it stands for. It's awareness, allow, accept, appreciate, apply or application, and anchoring. These are the six A's. And I talk a lot more about that in the full um, modules, full program that will be released at the end of this month to overcome anxiety. And also to do this practice at the end of the day. So you're not taking all, you're giving yourself a time to digest the day's events and the experiences and not taking that undigested material into the sleep, which disrupts your sleep and um, becomes problematic. So at this point, I'm going to go ahead and unmute you guys and we can chat. Yeah, but the water, the filter. All right. 
How are you guys doing? Are you all unmuted? I am. <clears throat> yes. Hi, Mina. Um, this is Mari. All right, so I'm going to open the um, time here for questions and comments. So anybody can start if you have. Um, hi, hi, Mina. To, um, hi, Mina. Could, would you be able to repeat this video? You can do that as well. And otherwise, you can just go ahead and uh, talk and comments and tell me what you experienced in the meditation. Tell me what came up with you, came up for you during this process. Would you be able to repeat the six A's, please? Can you hear me now? So instead of typing up the questions, I'd rather you talk. Is Can everybody hear me? Because I, I don't hear anybody. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Mina, can you hear me? This is Kathy Florentine. Okay, I guess that should be at least one object you can interact with. Okay, so you guys... Um, how about now, Mina? Can you hear me now? First of all, anytime your first step should be to bring the towel and spread it out. Hi, Mina. Okay, hello. Hi, uh, this can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you guys now. You know what I have? Okay. The um I have my microphone on. Oh, um, Mina, would you be able to repeat the six A's, please? Yeah, the six A's are aware, allow, accept, appreciate, apply, and anchor. Thank you. And anyone else? The the talk was very very beautiful. Thank you so much. The meditation was awesome. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. Um, so, and if you guys have any questions or comments or anything you like clarification on. Can you um, go further into these six A's? Are, are we experiencing these <clears throat> um, consecutively as we go through that breathing process or not really? Is it You know, I take you through a process which is like a little bit systematic, but really what happens in reality, you're feeling these things. Why do you keep calling him a she? So you're feeling these things simultaneously. And um, I don't think that matters anymore. He should know what it's like to kill two fish. 
Catherine, did you get my answer? Yes. Okay. So if somebody is um, just, you know, unmute yourself as you want to talk. And then just so everybody can hear everyone else, you can mute yourself again. Mm-hmm. Not talking. And who else? Any other questions? So what's, I will be, uh, there's a program that I'm releasing at the end of this month to overcome anxiety. It'll have maybe four, three to five modules. It's still in the works. It'll be released at the end of this month. And that will have more detail. I dig more deeper into the 6A technique. And we dive a little bit more deeper into these things and more meditations. Um, So you'll be notified when that program is ready. And what I like to do is that if you have any questions or comments, I'm sending you my email address. Or if any questions or comments come up, you can always send me an email at mpuri at ayurvedichealingcenter.com. And so we still have, you know, good 10, 15 minutes. If you have questions, you would like to discuss something more, please um, go ahead. When you talk about during meditation, when you talk about opening your heart to the fear, does it help to visualize that um, if, you know, because I have fear, but um, if I, you know, I am not, I, I'm, I'm not able to connect how to open my heart to that. Okay, that's a really good question, Mansa, and that's, and I'm glad you asked that. And it's hard to know what that feels like to open your heart. So I'll just, I'll, um, Clear that up for you. So, for example, when you think about someone you truly love, or a pet, or it could be a pet or a person, if you have a child, and someone you love, someone you really open your heart to, and just feel, notice that experience and see what that feels like for you. I see. And at the same time, if you were to think about somebody um, that you cannot possibly open your heart to. (laughs) (laughs) And notice what that feels like. Yes. Okay. So that's what it means to open your heart. It's really you are loving a part of you that you don't feel like loving. Mm -hmm. It's really loving your inner child. If you had a child in front of you and who was fearful and anxious, what would you do with that child? Yeah, give him a hug. You give him a hug and bring him in your lap and love them up. Same thing. You are loving yourself up by opening your heart to yourselves. But it's not, you know, we have heard this term many times before. We know love mentally. We don't understand, we don't experience love 
in the heart because love is a nice thing. We know it mentally. We know to love ourselves. We don't know what that means. So it's loving those parts of us that, that we resist, that mm. we never look at. It's being whole. So we want to hear, feel, experience the love. Instead of thinking about love in the mind, we experience the love. Does that make sense? Yes. Very good. Anyone else? You guys are way too quiet. Give me some questions here. Well, I'm really interested in the applying and the anchoring, but I guess that will be in a future presentation yeah so yeah so applying is really what applying really means is going in with your feeling anxious and fearful instead of doing the same old that you may have done with your anxiety before use that as a clue to think oh i have now a new technique can i hang out with my anxiety in my heart mm-hmm. can i just really and see what it is mm-hmm. And that's really applying. And what happens when we are continuously applying this method, when we are continuously doing this practice, we become anchored more and more in love. Okay. And when we are anchored in love, fear really is not anywhere around us, or at least much weaker. Thank you. There'll be more detail and... um, a full explanations and uh, in the full program that I will be releasing at the end of this month. And um, so what else? Any other questions? Anyone else? How was your experience? If you want to share something, please go ahead. So what I'd like to share with you is moving forward. I, you know, I don't know to what extent anxiety is a part of your life or is coming in the way of your life. Um, But I have worked a lot of, most of my practice is uh, spiritual counseling for lack of a better word. We dig deeper into the issues and um, we dig deeper as to what, ails many of us mentally or physically. And um, I use this technique quite a bit and it's different for everybody, um, but it works. These are the highest teachings. If you've ever done yoga, this is the highest yoga and there's really nothing above and beyond that. And it- What, what limb would you call this? Is this bhakti? I have no idea. It's all of it. Yeah. It, it allows you to become a fifth dimensional being. Wow. Can read a little bit more of that on my website under the Heal Your Life tab. Okay. And uh, so there's what's available for you is there is um, I offer group coaching every month, once a month. Uh, it's fairly cost cheap. It's twenty five dollars. It's one dollar to join in. What you have in the group coaching is group support, 
And you can bring in your questions so that I can coach you through. And it helps you to, um, you know, little by little begin to become more conscious of your life and take it in the direction you like. So that's available for you. And if you are, um, is this, kind, this type of work, it seems easy, but it isn't. It's simple, but it's not easy. And it's pretty much brings up all of our subconscious, our entire life. It helps us connect the dots and makes us realize what we've been doing all of our life. And one of the you know, big causes of anxiety is when we don't understand. When we don't understand what we're doing, why we're doing it, we don't understand things. Many of the patients come to me, they don't understand why they continue to have these symptoms in their body. And, you know, the medical field doesn't give them the answer. So they really, they don't make sense. They don't, they don't understand themselves. And that really makes them feel anxious. And one of the very powerful things that you may feel when you apply this technique, especially when you took responsibility, it really immediately takes your attention away from the details of other people's stories. What somebody did to me, what happened. It really brings you back to yourself as to what you experienced. And uh, so apart from group coaching, there's also one-on-one. -on -one, you know, you can individually work with me. If you wanted to do that, there's a free consultation questionnaire that you can fill out. Uh, it'll help you focus in on what your issues are and what help you're needing. And then we can chat. And if you and I both are on the same page, you start working with me. And if you haven't learned meditation, I highly recommend it. Um, I don't think that we can live in today's world without any way to um, manage our mind. And meditation is that way. Meditation is an effective way. And um, so you can learn that as well. It's just an audio that I've done. Audios that you can learn meditation from the comfort of your own home. And we have, I have two other webinars that are coming up, free webinars. The next month's webinar is going to be Heal Your Life, Heal Your Energy, or Heal Your Energy, Heal Your Life. Because really life at its very core is 100%, is energetic. Disease is 100% energetic. Yes, it shows up in the physical body. Yes, yes, it shows up in other ways, but that's not where it came from. And uh, so stay tuned. And the, the one in March is about healing past trauma. Uh, that's another big topic, another big area that a lot of us uh, can use help with. So these are the upcoming webinars and uh, stay in touch. And I'll be sending you an email when the audio program is available. And in the meantime, I just sent you guys uh, my email address, which is mpuri at ayurvedichealingcenter.com. If you have any questions that come up for you tomorrow or you're not comfortable sharing in a group setting or you have any comments or even a feedback about the webinar, it would be extremely helpful for me because I'll incorporate your comments and your feedback in the audio program that is um, not yet finalized. I still am working on it. 
So, and also it'll help me to do future webinars as to what your interest might be. And these teachings are very new. New in the sense that we are finally understanding um, how to use them, how they can be useful in the troubles that we are facing these days. But they are actually the oldest and it's just a very direct way for us to connect with that part of us, which is non-physical. And that there's a lot of a huge um, discussion about that as well. And these are deep teachings, um, but they're really not available. We are doing bits and pieces of it here and there. Um, but I think these teachings, they kind of, in a systematic way, can take you through a process to heal anything that um, ails you. I use it with all of my clients because it simply works. Um, they are more commonsensical than you think. But we necessarily haven't thought about them, thought about love, or thought about opening our heart, or thought about acceptance in this way. So these are available to us, and it, there, there's no point to suffer anymore. We have the teachings. Teachings alone are not enough in order for us to not to suffer. We have to experience the non-suffering. So it's the experiential teaching. Therefore, the program will have a lot of meditations and walk through something that you can use all the time and can go to, so it becomes an automatic way of being. It becomes a habit rather than, um, you know, other things, rather than running to the external world to solve our issues. And when we dive deeper, we actually interact with the outer environment in a much better way. In a world that's already filled with anxiety and fear. If we don't like it, we need to show it love. Our own fear and anxiety will perpetuate the external fear and anxiety. It will make it bigger than it is. So if we want to change the world, first thing is to change our own internal world. Then we share that with other people who come in contact with us that's how we change the world, by changing ourselves, by filling ourselves with love first. And then we can share that love through our presence, through our interaction with the world. So um, unless there are any questions or comments, then I'll go ahead and end this webinar here and our meeting here. And uh, please... Uh, send me a feedback. I have sent you my email. You have my email address. Uh, send me a feedback. Send me any questions. And um, I'll keep in touch with what's coming up with the recordings, with the audio program once they're ready. You leave it to me. I'll get your taxes. All right. Thank you, Mina. <clears throat> thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful <laughs> night. And thank you so much for joining. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.